0: Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. Love you guys so much. I have missed you. I took a much needed rest but also worked a lot um, in the last um, month. So I've missed you, but we have heard your request um, and we are back on with brand new shows this week. Uh, I want to just say thank you so much for those of you that... Continually listen to the show every single day. We see you. We hear you. Um, Thank you uh, for for every person that listens every single day driving home. Um, God bless you. God bless you for uh, just supporting our ministry. We love it so much. Um, I want to just remind you. That I have a new book coming out, which I am so excited about. The title of the book is called I Am Rahab. It comes out on August 21st. But just so you guys know, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You can pre order that, baby right now uh, you can go and pre-order from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, really anywhere that you can pre-order, you can pre-order it. And we have had so many of you guys pre-order and send us screenshots and um you know, it's amazing. It's amazing what God is doing through um this book and it hasn't even come out yet. So I'm I'm super excited about that. But basically what I did with this book is Look at Rahab's life. I studied the excavations of Jericho. I looked at the fact that she was a prostitute in um, Joshua and God used her as a part of his story. This was not Rahab infringing on God. God ordained her and anointed her to be a huge part of his story that he has written for humanity. And she changed the world and aided Israel in a very huge way. And when I found out that Rahab the harlot, which is what she's referred to in all of scripture um, was utilized to that degree. It made me very emotional uh, because of my own, my own things, my own harlotry, if you will. I was never a prostitute, but you know what? Um, the Bible talks about Israel playing the harlot. It talks about and it's all this is all in the book y'all um, it, it, I, I define harlotry uh, for for you in the book. but I also really needed someone to relate to. And sometimes when you have a past or when you come through something, you don't always relate to the Mary in Scripture who was called at a very young age and was a virgin and uh, was, was carried the Christ child. You don't always relate to an Esther um, who we see in Scripture, her doing the right thing, um, because there was years of my life that I did the wrong thing. But Rahab, one decision, one moment of faith changed everything not just for Israel, but also for her. And I talk about that in the book. So um, I would love for you to pre-order it. I will be talking quite a bit about it in the um, weeks and months to come. Uh, but that is on the way. I also want to say, you know, we, I, I get the privilege of traveling and um, and speaking all over the country. And I would love to come to your church or your event your women's event, your fundraiser, whatever it is. Um, I would love to do that. It is so fun to meet you guys. Um, and you can email any inquiries at hello at autumn miles.com um, because we would love to come and to meet you face-to-face. I want to get into the text today, and I have to say this is a this is personal. I feel like every show that I do is personal. Uh, but for the last several months, God has really put this deeper word In my mind, Um, Autumn, I am calling you deeper. I was at the beach not long ago and um, I love the beach. I feel like God lives at the beach, even though I know he lives everywhere, but I just feel his presence there. And I stood and I looked out at the ocean and, you know, you see the waves and you see the ripple of the waves and then you can see the horizon. And I felt very, very specifically like God was saying deeper, come on out. Walk towards that horizon deeper. I'm going to do something deeper in you. And it, it really began to resonate with me. Every day when I got up, I was able to look at the horizon and think, wow, deeper. Okay, God, you're taking me deeper. You're taking me to a deeper level, to another level, to a next level, to a greater Place of service for your name. You're taking me deeper. And while he takes you deeper, you go deeper in him. Wow. Wow, Lord. Okay. I didn't know that. I'm learning. I'm learning. He's still working on me to make me what I want to be. Anyone know that song? Deeper. And what I've learned is that when God takes us deeper, When he is asking us to go to a different level, to a new level, um, to a level that is going to challenge us to a level that is that is pushing our limits, that is pushing our comfort, that is almost rebelling against where we are and and what we've done for so long In, in the deeper. He does things differently. Now, a lot of times we don't like to do things differently. Lots of us are creatures of habit. I'm just going to talk to you about my sister for a minute. She is one of those people that is a creature of habit. She eats the same thing every day. I can call her basically about the same time and know what she's doing. She is a creature of, she does not like change. That's not something that she enjoys. Okay. Um, But, 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 and some of us are like that. Some of us don't like our comfort to be challenged, but in order to go deeper, our comfort has to be challenged, has to be fought. And a lot of times God does that in taking us a different way different. Now I believe that, um, you know, those of us, and I just believe that God is in these shows and I know it because you tell me, um, but I, but I also believe that, you know, we're recording this a week before you're going to hear it. And I, we have prayed for you today. Those of you that are facing, you're looking and you know that God wants you to do something different and you're facing the different and you're looking at the different and it's scary But that doesn't change the fact that God wants to do something with you differently than what has worked before. We can look at, um, you know, our our jobs and we can say, wow, well, this is always wowed my boss. And then all of a sudden it stops wowing our bosses and we think, wow, what do we need to do? You got to do something different. Wow, I, I, I've always been able to um, to to gain approval this way, uh, leading my ministry or leading my church. And now all of a sudden it just seems like nothing I'm saying is is affecting my congregation. I'm, I'm still preaching the same way. I'm still teaching the same way. But all of a sudden, everything that I'm trying to do seems to fall short. Well, maybe God, a uh, ministry leader or pastor is challenging you to different Maybe he wants you to take a step of faith that will push you to go deeper. And in order to do that, he has to take you a different way. What what has always worked in the past is not going to work for you when you're going into the next level. He wants to take you a different way. I love that the Lord all throughout scripture, we see him doing miracles a different way. Every miracle that he does, um, he he chooses something different to work with. At one point, he'll pick up the the mud and he'll use the mud. Another time, someone will touch his garment and he'll heal him that way. Another time, uh, he tells people, he commands people to do things. Uh, Other times, he commands things. You know, God, God is in doing things different. He is not predicting predictable. And when we look at our lives and we see that our lives are predictable and we can predict everything about our lives, we have to bend back and ask ourselves, are we actually being effective? And is our faith being challenged? And is our faith being pushed? I love this example out of Exodus. Um, I've, I've actually myself been looking through, y'all know, I love, I love Moses' story. But I'm going to read this passage of scripture for you, and it's going to be a little bit uh, uh, lengthy, but I want you to hang with me. This is after the nation of Israel uh, was led through the Red Sea. They need water. Okay, they need water. This is, this is where they're at. Exodus 15, verse 22. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea and went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah for they were bitter. Therefore it was named Marah. So the people grumbled at Moses saying, shall we drink? Then he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree and he threw it into the waters and the waters became sweet. There he made for them a statue, a regulation. And there he tested them. He said to them, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord, your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all the statues. I will put none of these diseases on which I have put on the Egyptians for I, the Lord am your healer. Now I was struck by this passage of scripture because it's very interesting to me that if they were in Egypt, Egypt, They would have gone and got water from whatever well that they had dug um, or whatever stream that they had gotten water from. It was a predictable process that they would go through in order to get the water. Now, God had brought them to a place where he had completely delivered them from all of their enemies. But all of a sudden, their needs, the very, the very needs that they had, they couldn't rely on ways that they had met those needs in the past. God was taking them deeper, but he was doing things differently. Now, it would be frustrating to need water, in a desert and to look around and to wonder where in the world is this water? If I was back in Egypt, I would be able to get water a different way. But if you were back in Egypt, you would be in bondage. He takes us deeper. And when he does that, he chooses a different way of effectiveness and a different way to meet our needs than we've ever seen before. And guess what? When he does that, when he comes through, In a different way, a way that we wouldn't expect him to come. Our faith is strengthened. God's not stupid, y'all. He is not okay with believers being comfortable. Because comfort represents bondage. He wants to free you from that. And he maybe, just maybe today... Saying, yeah, that thing that you've done for 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50, 60 years is not working anymore. I want to take you deeper. So you need to trust me with a different. Exodus 16 says this, they set out from Elam and all the congregation of the sons of Israel came to the wilderness of sin which is between Elam and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month, after their departure from the land of Egypt, the whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses in the wilderness. The sons of Israel said to them, would we have died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt? When we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my instruction. And on the sixth day, when they prepare it, it will be twice as much as they gather. Listen to what they said. The sons of Israel said to them, would that we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we set by pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full for you have brought us into this wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. Was God's plan to kill the whole assembly with hunger? No, God wanted to challenge the comforts of Egypt to take them to a place that he had promised them. But in order to do that, he had to provide for them a different way. Pots of meat were not sitting around in the desert. He had to provide a different way what worked in the past was not working anymore. Sometimes we bow down and we worship the way things always have been. And we expect that they need to continue the way things always have been. But I am telling you, as I travel This country and as I meet each and every one of you guys that I get to come in contact with one of the greatest bondages in our Christian world today is the bondage of comfort, ease and self. And we will almost be drawn back into the bondage of comfort, ease, and self because we don't want any of that to be challenged. We don't want any of our faith to be challenged. We don't want to do things differently. We don't want to uh, trust God for for bread or for water. We want to do what we can control. And right now in our world today, we need people stepping up with raw faith that will confront their own comfort and saying, I re, I re." Refuse to be in bondage to my comfort because it's so easy and, and it's such a temptation. I refuse to be in bondage to the way things have always been. I want to go deeper and affect this world for the glory of God. Different. Have what you've always done. Stopped working. There was a season, I know, and, um, in my life, in the ministry, and, uh, you know, our ministry has been bathed in prayer. We've been up and running now for almost nine years. Can't even believe that. Wow, that's crazy. Um, uh, yep, because I have a almost 10-year-old, so that definitely makes sense. And I, we, we had done, we had been so effective for so long doing what God initially told me to do. He said, I want you to do conferences. And we did a man, we did 25 conferences. We were everywhere, Miami, Ohio, Virginia, Arizona, LA. We were all over the place with those conferences. And I I loved doing them. They were amazing. But a couple of years ago, it became very, very interesting to me that we would put on the same event. And just in my spirit, it wasn't as effective as it once was. And I started praying through this, Lord, what does this mean? What does this mean? What are you doing? Wasn't it you that that told us to start this conference ministry? Wasn't it you? And it's interesting, wasn't it God that brought Joseph's brothers to Egypt to begin with? Wasn't it God that started the nation of Israel in Egypt? Yes, it was. But God began to say, "You know what? I'm taking you deeper. I want you I want you to go a little bit deeper. Yes, the conferences are great and they're awesome." but I'm going to change direction on you. And what has worked in the past up till now is not going to be effective as this new different direction. You're going to have to trust me in it. You're going to have to trust me every step of the way, but I will provide for you and I will give you the favor and your needs uh, uh, that you need in order to accomplish what I'm asking you to do. It wasn't effective anymore. Egypt wasn't effective for the Israelites anymore. The nation of Israel had grown thanks to the brothers of Joseph. Now they were in bondage. It's time for them to go. And it was time for them to watch God work in a more powerful, different way. 16 verse eight, Moses said this will happen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and bread to the full in the morning, for the Lord hears your grumblings, which you grumble against him. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he's heard your grumblings. And it came about, as Aaron spoke to the congregation, that they looked towards the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said, I've heard your grumblings and it was then i'm going to paraphrase it was about then when he started creating that manna for them in egypt they would have been able to make their own bread but they were in bondage making it in the desert they were free but they had to trust which one would you choose comfort and bondage or freedom and trusting, God did the same thing with meat. He allowed meat to come in a super weird way. Um, big, big wind blew in and and fed them meat in Egypt. They would have been able to go and hunt for themselves and provide for their families themselves. But free in the desert, they had to trust God to provide. Is He calling you deeper? Because if He is, He's going to you can bet he is going to do things differently I don't know about you but um, in in my life I I think one of my biggest fears super transparent with you is to become complacent I don't want to be comfortable I know what comfort does I've seen in my own life how comfort has kept me in bondage it's kept me from speaking out it's kept me from putting myself out there it's kept me from being effective for the lord and one of one of my greatest fears if if I could even have a greatest fear um is that I would be in a place of comfort relying on my own power and my own strength and my own ability to meet my own needs rather than walking around in the desert free from the bondage of comfort, trusting God for every move. I want to also encourage those of you that you know that you you're walking around in the desert and you don't know what you're doing. And you're like, is God ever going to come through? They, they went, the, the Israelites went three days without water. That's a long time without water. Your body has to have it. And then God moved. He didn't let them die of thirst, guys. He didn't let them wander around one second too long. He provided and those of you that know that you are walking deeper, you're God's doing something different. God's got to come through, whatever he will, will come through, but you have to watch for it. You need to watch because his ways will never correspond with what we think he should do. His ways are so much greater. His ways are so much higher and he meets our needs in ways that we would have never even imagined him to meet it. So he can get 100% of the glory. Um, I love you guys so much. I I, um, I hope this encourages you guys today. I hope this message encourages you guys today. Um, I want to pray for those of you out there that are that you feel like God is calling you deeper. And it really is challenging you. It's challenging everything about you. Um, you're not used to doing this whole different way thing. You, you, it's freaking you out. I, in the in the couple minutes se- seconds that we have left, I want to pray for you, Lord. We we just pray for those whose faith is challenged. We know that you are the faithful God. You will be pleased by the faith that that these listeners are putting forth. But you'll meet them right there as well. You're not going to leave them hanging, Lord. You're not mean. Lord, you will come through. And God, I pray that you that this, this message encouraged them today as they look at their life and say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm watching you. I'm watching for you to work. God, I pray that you would remind them that you always meet the need on time. I pray that you would encourage them with your word today, Lord. I will never leave you or forsake you is what you tell us. I pray that that would resonate in them. Those that are trying something new, moving to a different state. Lord, I pray that they would be encouraged by the strength and the power of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys so much. I hope this encourages you today. You can see me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles Program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.